Progroup Racing presents Show Us Your Tips, back for a midweek preview on a Tuesday night, looking towards day two of the Warnable Carnival. Uh, did you see much of today, Beaver, down there? Uh, just a bit sporadic, mate, so I didn't get to see all of them, but uh, tuned in for a couple of races, so yeah, it was good. Yeah. Good to see. Yeah, no, it was good. I had the usual hundred to one pop and uh, a few other a few of the yes. local change okay. stuff. Uh, local trained chances pop up, so uh, that'll be the the flavor yeah, tomorrow. wasn't uh, wasn't an easy day overall. Um, sort of a bit of a mixed bag, wasn't it? Oh, but um, a couple of nice wins. Um, flying agent was very good. Um, yeah, uh, as it always is in in one of the. Uh, hurdle races there. Um, I saw a pretty good win in Bubbly Lass. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. And um, the Corsten's um, horse was pretty good. Uh, the two-year-old named New York, New York Hope, is it? New York. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it stuck on really well, as did Sign Sealed Delivered, stuck on. So um, they tended probably to suit a little bit more on pace. Uh, Lavina was very good um, Yeah, as well. So... Yeah, look, I yeah, thought sort of. I think it. Could, I thought it kind of more suited horses up on pace today. Um, so yeah, that's I had sort that of feel. What I was looking a little bit more for. That's I had that feel, but obviously once you start getting 15, 16, 17 races deep tomorrow, we'll um wait for that inside yeah, to give out. I suspect, uh, but no, supposedly yeah. no more rain around. I don't know how much it'll dry, but it's probably working on that softish yeah. range. Um, for yeah, still rated heavy nine, I think. Mm. So generally, uh, doesn't get too warm down there at the moment. So we'll, we'll work on that. Work on it. You know, better, just slightly better side than heavy. Uh, just quickly, Hawkesbury, uh, Sandown, Queensland. How did it all treat you on Saturday? Uh, yeah, not too bad. Um, finished the day ahead. I think I I nailed three out of three up at uh, up in north, uh, which was good. And some of those got out to quite reasonable odds. So I was pretty pleased with that. I think Georgie's Pride Fender and. Uh, what else did I get? Can't remember now. Private Eye. That was three out of three. Ah, oh, Private Eye. Yeah, very good win. Couldn't believe uh, it wasn't favourite, and they put up Apache Chase as favourite um, when a horse like Private Eye had pretty good form in Sydney. Um, and yeah, got a got a couple of home in other places. I think uh, Wycliffe I tipped in. Uh, yeah. In Adelaide, uh, instant celebrity I got, which was really good. Um, so yeah, and a couple of winners elsewhere. So yeah, not a bad day, all in all. Yeah, I had a real good go at uh, Ellsberg and Grand Rumire, which is the difference between a big day and uh, not being a big day and trekking to a lesser extent, actually. But um, out of that, yeah, I was never right. keen on trekking. Uh, Ellsberg, I was very disappointed in. Uh, yeah, I couldn't quite understand that ride. Yeah, same. Um, in Grand Rumour, I thought would uh, be hard to beat in that, but just didn't uh, didn't quite uh, let down the way I thought it might. Yeah, I don't know what you take out of it. It's just typical. I think you just ignore a lot of that going forward and get back, worry about their Roundwick and Rose Hill form when it gets back to Roundwick yep. and Rose, Hall, Rose Hill. Um, all right, we, we may as well get down and have a look at what we've got for day two. Ten races at Warnable, the rail staying in the true, as we've said. Still a wet track. Uh, we're kicking off with a maiden over the 1,400 metres to start the day. Did you have anything to kick us off here, Beaver? No, I thought I'd leave that to you, mate. Um, I, I couldn't find anything. Uh, yeah, well, the the favourite doesn't feel that good to win this. Uh, it was ridden out in a, in a jump out, um, which I was able to find, and 
was okay. He responded. Um, I actually thought Cullier would uh, at the double figure. Well, the each way odds, I should say, would run a race here. I think it rolls forward from where it is drawn. Daniel Moore, pretty positive jockey, and uh, I thought it was pretty brave uh, first up this prep. Um, probably leads here and or sits outside lead and, and will give us a sight. So number seven, Cullier, in the first. Uh, race number two is that it's maiden over the 1,700 metres. Uh, how about this one? Yeah, I think this is, again, another really tricky affair. Um, you got three pretty tight in the market, a first starter, and a horse that's show, showing a little bit of a ability in Spirit de Lune. Um, I went for Spirit de Lune just based on um, the pricings. Um, thought the step up in distance here may suit. I think it'll sit near enough to speed, and uh, yeah, it might be really hard to beat it around that $7.50 mark. I am um, – well, I'm giving Sir Davey a chance later in the day, so obviously respecting that form uh, with Spirit de Lune. I was – my thinking here was uh, – I was sort of with the market in that uh, I liked volatile stock. So gate one, it's – the booking of Craig Newitt uh, suggests it's probably going to roll forward and try and lead this race uh, in a race of hopefully very few chases and might be able to – put a length or two on the, on the top of the bend and uh, be hard to run down. Uh, volatile stock right here, number nine in the second for me. But uh, like what you said there with Rout Spirit Deloon. Another maiden is race three is to, uh, over the 700 metres, this time for the older horses. Uh, not the most inspiring affair. We've got uh, High Ferocity leading the market with Paul, for Paulie Bruska. Are you with it or you looked elsewhere? Yeah, look, um, as you know, I uh, do like the, the Prusca horses and particularly when they get over a bit of ground and I thought it would be super hard to beat again here. Um, probably again goes a little, sits fairly forward um, and looks uh, potentially the one that they have to get past. Uh, well, is hard and fit, uh, gets a chance to win uh, tomorrow. So it certainly looks like the horse to beat there. Certainly County Hall, I think it was impressive enough first uh, race start. Uh, wasn't far away, finished off and hit the line okay. So it's going to um, benefit from that run. Uh, just not sure where it'll get in the, the run and might just give the other one a little bit too much start. But, uh, yeah, so just high ferocity on top for me. I went with the the one you just mentioned, County Hall. I really liked the weight at the line, as you said. Uh, peeled off and once it got in a clear, really attacked the line. I think out to the another 100 metres up in distance suits here. Uh, we'll know which way – we'll hopefully know which way the track's playing because it'll, it'll be back in the field and probably coming the widest now. So – uh, it'd be giving them a start, but uh, I thought it was pretty impressive. And again, it's one of these maidens where it doesn't need to be a superstar to, to wrap them up. So I was with that one there. The fourth was the uh, the first steeplechase of the day, benchmark 120. Uh, I uh, haven't followed the jumps as closely as I used to, so I'm, I'm going to pass on this one. Have you got anything here? Yeah, I just um, I went for just a little bit of value in Michelin here around the six dollar mark. Uh, weighted up to its best, but uh, look, it's had its two starts. It, it comes over the jumps here now, third up. Um, it's a horse that uh, finishes on well, will run the distance, and always crops up at this time of the year. So, yeah, we got Beaver back. Uh, you were just saying about uh, Michelin, was it? 
Yeah, so I've gone for Michelin in the fourth. Uh, seems to crop up, and they use, they seem to have it right for the the jumps races this time of year. Um, has performed around the bull uh, plenty of times before. Paddy Payne is a master at uh, getting these jumps horses ready. Uh, $6 mark in the market, uh, prepared well for this third up. Uh, looks hard to beat. Very good. Uh, race number five, benchmark 70 over the 1,000, where Dinger comes out because it won today. Um, okay. I'm going to – a bit of a theme here. I'm, I'm speaking a couple of Lindsay Smith horses throughout the day that uh, Hometown Carnival, thinking he's going to have a few of these fresh, ready-to-go targeting this week, and uh, Continuance is one. I think we spoke about – we found it a couple of times last prep, actually. Um, fresh for this, Oliver booked. Gate one would want to know – the inside still okay, but uh, just going with the Lindsay Smith train continuance over the thousand to fly fresh. Um, does have a win in a couple of seconds over in WA over the distance. Uh, so on top for me, obviously respecting the favourite there. Uh, what about yourself? Yeah, I know I really like the favourite in this McKeever. It was um, super impressive at Bendigo first up over the 1100, was caught wide, still kept coming. One like a, a pretty serious racehorse, uh, was well-backed. Um, it's, again, well-backed in this market. Uh, keeps coming in at every call. Uh, this, is, this this looks the winner for me. Cool. Um, yeah, very impressive first up, uh, covering ground wide and, and hit the ground, hit the line really well. Uh, the Gallywood Hurdle, feature one of the features of the day, race number six over the 3,200. Uh I will have a crack here. I actually like the second favourite, Instigator. Uh, it's won its last two over combined, I think, 23 lengths or so, including beating the favourite by about 15 or 16 lengths last uh, two back. Uh, yep. Be set for this. I know it's got some weight to carry, um, but I, yeah, just thought of the difference in the price between the two at the top. I'm going to be with Instigator, and it looks like you agree. I do agree with that, mate. I, you know, 16 lengths is, is a long way. Yes, um, yes it is. And this horse is, you know, it was a cruisy win last start. Uh, one, one, 1B6 or 7 being Robbie Starr, who I think is what, third favourite in this. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you you can't see horses turning that around in this. And I know they have a little bit of weight pull, but generally um, – you know, this horse is going to be fitter uh, for the runs. Saunter Boy's obviously got to be respected. Um, race on the speed and won well last start. But, geez, uh, Instigator's going to be super hard to beat. Um, and it's got – just when it get, when it does clear those last couple, it, um, it's got to turn a foot at the end of the, tra- the distance as well, which yep. is impressive. So, uh, yeah, and, and you go back through it, uh, even its platforms, not too bad. So, yeah, I, I'm glad we both found the same one there. Yeah. Uh, in the feature, Gallywood. Benchmark 64 starts a quaddy, race number seven over the 1700. Anything here? Yeah, I did. Um, I liked Jenkins around the $8 mark. Uh, again, uh, third up, gets to gets to the right distance here in the 1700. Uh, last start at Bendigo, uh, it gets back in its races, uh, but finished off quite nicely. Only a couple of lengths from the winner. And first up, ran in a really nice race at um, Sandown. was only a length off. Uh, 
translator, Smokin' Romans, uh, finishing third. So I think it's a horse that um, around the $8 mark can run a really nice race. Um, and, yeah, still a bit concerned about the favourites uh, coming from Sydney form. We know how that stacks up. It's won its last two, as you said, Lindsay Smith stable. Um, so, yeah, I think it's certainly the the horse to beat, but uh, backing two Jenkins and saving on the three National Guard. Uh, the one I'll throw in on top of those two is the one. Uh, I know it's got you know, 60 and a half, but Dashing Tycoon's actually got some reasonable form. I know it's first up at the trip, but you look back through, it's Prince not far at this track off Kissinger, uh, which is a city horse, not far off uh, Tarn's Prince at Sandown. Um, wet gets, goes fine in the wet and uh, just at the rounded 17 $18, $19 mark. Um, I think it can add some yeah, home track again, can run well at a, at a price here. Uh, and everything you've said about those two were the, you know, summed up the rest of my thoughts. The feature, Wangum, over, listed over the 1,200 metres. Uh, it's a great race, actually. Very interesting race. Uh, where do you want to lead us off with? Yeah, I'm going to go with um, the fresh horse on the scene. Great again. Uh bit worried with the draw out at 13, so hoping the middle of the track's okay by that time of the day, and it may well be. Look, uh, its form in last time was outstanding. Uh, it was in and around the money uh, pretty much most of those starts. Uh, had a nice second behind a home of the Brave. Um, ran really close up behind Viridine and Streets of Avalon at Caulfield. And then um, only just got pipped at Flemington by Lord Von Costa. Um, loves the loves the distance. Uh, looks hard to beat. Um, and a horse that I've backed plenty of times down in the weights, Ocular. Uh, yeah, cool. I um, yeah, both the, well, the two Lindsay Smith horses that uh, I've. You know, talked plenty of times about riding a wave. I think for ready to go here fresh. By this time, I don't, I'm not too concerned about those wider gates. Uh, and great again for all the reasons you've just said. It, it missed a nose to home of the brave in an Ori start. It's good form. That's spring form. Um, no problem in the wet. And uh, I, I'm not envisaging too many by this time. Too many issues from uh, from that gate. Uh, the one. If I was going to throw a knockout in, it might be Dexalation just coming off the uh, Irwin Stakes behind Kempelasa over in Adelaide coming over here. Might be a double-figure chance if you want a bit of value. Uh, I'm, I'm figuring Ocular probably runs around in the next. All right, we fixed our audio issues. The Beaver's back, and we're about to look at the second last of the day on day two of the Warnable Carnival. Uh, the benchmark 70 over the 1,400 metres. And you want to lead us away here? Yeah, we'll um, lead us away here, mate. So I've, I've gone on the horse that's only had one start for one win uh, from the Lindsay Smith stable in Sovereign Gold. Uh-huh. Uh, won its very first race start at uh, Terang, but was pretty pretty impressive. Uh, thought it looked like a horse that um, had, had plenty of potential. Uh, look, it was much much tougher class a race here, uh, stepping out of maiden class, uh, but it's drawn drawn really well. Uh, good jock aboard, uh, certainly looks to get a nice run, and uh, certainly can again sit off the pace and be hard to beat. Thought his main danger was probably Mr. Roger. Mr. Roger was really good last start. Um, 
it's it won at lead and uh, gave nothing else a chance winning winning before um so it's probably going to set this pace again uh, come across from the 10 gate doesn't have much opportunity so i'm hoping sovereign gold can sit behind hit and probably be the challenger i'm going to make a case for one at 20s here um peter hardacre trained thrill kill coming off the nitschke stakes uh finishing about five lengths uh he was caught wide, finished about five lengths off Ana Vista, an incredulous dream. Uh, comes here, Dean Yendelon, Peter Hardacre's got a pretty good record when he brings him over and just uh, happy to have a spec on that. Uh, from Sir Davey, who was pretty impressive last time coming through, uh, well, beating Spirit Deloon, who you spoke about earlier. Um, gate 12, looking a bit wider and later in the day. So two at double figure odds uh, as I'm thinking as the track starts to chop out a little bit. Uh, we'll wrap the day up with the race number 10, another 70 over the 1,400 metres. Uh, playing much safer here. I think the favourite's very hard to beat. For Mara, Eustace and Allen again. Nick Ausper uh, returned very impressively last time in, and um, it'll be very impressive here tomorrow, I think, in this race. Main danger again, our friend Lindsay at the top with corner pocket. Uh, how have you seen this one? Yeah, thought you were spot on there, mate. Uh, Nick Ausper was super impressive. Um it's first up, uh, look, John Allen aboard, wrote a bag full um, today, I think. Uh, so uh, flying down at Warnerville, knows how to run this track. Uh, gate 12 by this time of the day shouldn't be a problem and should be too good for these. Great. Uh, for progroupracing.com.au, don't forget to check out them for their free tips and extensive guides each and every day. How are you playing day two at the ball? Your best in value. Yeah, look, um, I thought there was some really nice bets around there. Um, look, I ended up going uh, for my best bet as race five, number five, Makiva. And uh, looking at my value bets, uh, again, had a few nice bets there. But I've gone for race seven, number two, Jenkins, about the $8 mark. I'm going to make uh, Nick Ausper in the last, my best, actually. Uh, I think it'll run really well. And I like Thrill Kill, uh, all the reason I said the 20s there. Uh, also pretty keen on the – I think we, we've both found lots of Lindsay Smith all day, but uh, I think the two run well in the Wongoom, the two Smith horses there that we, we touched on. Uh, we'll head up to Sydney to have a look at the support program, which is uh, on a soft track, I think, by tomorrow's. Not sure how much rain's around. Rail 6, uh, scared that could be a recipe for uh, on-pace bias, uh, which uh, seems to be more prevalent in around that 6-metre rail. Uh, so that's how I've sort of looked at the day here. Any thoughts on the on the day itself or keen to play in Sydney? Uh yeah, look, I think it's another tricky day. Um, there's a few horses in the market in most races that look to be the main chances. Uh, yeah, look, as we get through it, I think there's a few nice bets and then there's a few um, a few tricky affairs. So uh, we'll have a look at them and see what we think. We'll kick off with a couple of two-year-old races. For the Phillies is the first. Uh, we see Socialist, who uh, I'm still sick that it got beat in that photo uh, two weeks back. Um, but I think it'll run well. I think it gets pretty close to the lead. I don't think they'll mess around uh, from an outside gate. Hopefully, Jay Collar gets it across and might be up and going and hard for the two Waller ones to run down here. Um, what are your thoughts here? Yeah, I thought the same. I was... Look, I, I like Socialist last start, um, just didn't quite get there. I do think 
that headliner looks the horse to beat. Uh, its very first race start finished less than three lengths behind Stay Inside, um, the Golden Slipper winner. Yeah. Um, who won the Slipper by more than three lengths um, and then ran uh, nowhere near as well as a second start um, behind Stay Inside as well. So it's only two starts has been behind Stay Inside. So it's been chasing a pretty good horse. It wasn't overly, ran well in a barrier trial, wasn't overly tested. Um, so it looks ready for uh, after a nice freshen up to to run well and might be just too good for these, I think. Uh, but socialist definitely the main danger. It's around this time we see uh, Wallace start to pull out some of these two-year-olds that he heads to the J.J. Atkins and the two-year-old group races up in Queensland. So maybe that's where, where this headliner might be heading, which uh, maybe should have me a bit more nervous. Uh, again, we've got some decent form coming back here with Astrologer. Um, chased Corcaba, who you found last time. Before that, had some – this is in the next race, in a two-year-old race – had some reasonable form. Did you like the Snowden horse, or are you looking elsewhere in race two? Um, I'm actually going for a horse uh, that finished behind Astrologer last start in Overman. Uh, look, I just I just don't think it had any luck at all last start, um, but but still uh, fought on well, uh, didn't give up the ghost. I think it gets a better chance tomorrow, gets a better run tomorrow, it is fitter, and I think it can turn the tables on Astrologer, um, and some of the other form was really hard to line up. So, yeah, I'm going for for Overman to get a bit more luck in running and be super hard to beat. I'm actually going to go with uh, Best Side coming off. I know it's coming off the Hawkesbury form, but I, I don't think it really went around uh, that well there. Before that, it was in the worst part of the track at Kenzo. From here, it's going to jump forward lead and gate one. Uh, if this bias is in place, I think it's the one that's third up and ready to win here um, for Karen. Best Side for me. Um I like what you've said there, actually, about Overman. That's a good find. Uh, race number three for the three-year-olds is a maiden over the 12.50. How are you looking at this one? Yeah, I didn't like this race at all. Uh, <laughs> I was happy to let this one go through the keeper or that you um, come up with some something for the for the sake of it. Thanks for that. No, my mate, my note said I don't like this race at all. <laughs> um, there you go. But uh, I'll look, I will say... Okay, let's move on. You'll let's have a pick on. otherwise. Yeah, okay. Uh, the the Barrichello's gotten better as it's trialled, but, you know, once you start getting eight trials into, well, whatever it is, five, six trials into a prep, uh, you get nervous, I suppose, but it, it has improved. But let's move on. Good call. Uh, race number four, 1,100 metres, 72. Uh, another one I don't really like. Uh, Zellify no. I sort of found last time, but I don't like the setup here at all. I don't like the price here at all, and I don't like the race here at all. None of these sort of fit this race or what I want to find in this race. What about yourself? Yeah, I was the same, mate. Uh, found this just way too hard. Um, you know, $2.70 quite right. Uh, carrying 58 and a half was a bit much for me. Um yeah, I just could. I just couldn't line these up. Yeah. Uh, so I can't push anyone. I think any of the six can win. That's yeah. What I thought. Days gone by. I would have thought Nick Tock would have jumped to the lead and been hard to beat, but hasn't really been doing that. And then yeah, it's, right, let's move on again. Too much of a rabbit hole. Uh, race five, benchmark seventy-two over the same distance. Uh, what about this one? 
Yeah, I don't know that it gets too much easier, to be brutally honest, but um, I have got a pick in this race. I'm going for Kobe Rocks. Uh-huh. Uh, I tipped it uh, first up uh, a couple of weeks ago. I think it's in the last race. And although it finished uh, towards the tail of the field, it was only 2.2 lengths off them uh, finish, finishing towards the back. So that was a pretty... Uh, they all went across the line pretty close together there. It got back. It was hard to run on at Canterbury. I'm hoping it's a little bit a little bit better this time. Prior to that, trolled really well um, and comes here with some form um, from New Zealand. I think it can improve tomorrow. Um, so I'm going to go for Kobe Rocks. I'm going to go for the top weight uh, tycoonist. I think it draws the right part of the track. I think it's uh, – we've seen this Waller no-trial recipe work a little bit with this group of horses. Uh, they've got it mapping right on leaders back um, on the rails. Uh, by this time, Abdullah might even push forward and lead here. And I think it actually has – well, it's got form through Shake. It's got form through uh, Private Eye. And it's a Saturday City winner, um, which none of these are. And I didn't – I wasn't that impressed by the trials of Bethancourt and – Really, when you have a look at the form, there's not a lot of guts to it. So I was happy to, to go with Tycoonist here. And depending how the track's playing, interested in what you've just said about uh, Kobe. Race number six, benchmark 64. Uh, pass. Anything here? Uh, I'd almost say the same uh, that you know these are these are pretty hard to find. I, I did uh, go for my delight. I just thought the the Waller um, horse here fourth race start. So I think it's got to be probably the the most improved the most upside to it out of these lots. Again, um, at one it's maiden on a soft going at Canterbury, then stepped up uh, to this distance and finished uh, just over a length behind Raptures and Rock the Bells was was well in the market for that. I feel like it's probably got the most improvement and therefore uh, putting it on top um, purely for that reason. No, cool. Was that supposed to be in today or where did I see it? No, I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't have much more to add in this race. Uh, let's wrap up the day in the last over the 15.50. Benchmark 72. Um, not that I'm much keener. I think the two Waller horses are the, are the key runners. Katea from Gate 1 uh, had reasonable enough form. You sort of – the trials are both sort of double wrap Waller trials, so you, you're more banking on it being a – you can't take anything away from them, but you can – bank on it being ready to go and possibly best horse. Uh, and I think Moober is sort of the same thing. We'll run well here off going out, having one over a bit further at this track. Um, does have a mile win on a wet track as well. Uh, I, I couldn't really find a lot away from those two. Any extra thoughts before we go? I know you've had a penny of Gem- yeah, Gemahara. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, no, I had it the other way around. I had Moober as, as, as my on top of there. Um, Behind the other Waller horse, uh, look, I thought 
depending on how the track is playing, uh, it's going to have a big bearing here because we know both of these horses uh, probably went a little bit further than mm. the, around the mile mark. Uh, but first up and fresh uh, may really suit them. The three kilo claim uh, for Campbell Rilla, uh certainly helps. So as long as they can run on from from back in the field and hopefully in the soft track at Canterbury they can, uh, these two might be the ones finishing together down the middle of the track. Cool. Uh, we'll wrap up our thoughts at Canterbury. I hard to really stamp a best. I'm going to actually make. I'll make Tycoonus my best uh, in race five around a seven dollar mark. And even though it's a little bit shorter, I think best side will run well at, at uh, each way odds in the in the boys' maiden race to number five. How about you? Yeah, my value bet comes up in race six, number four, my delight. Thought around the five fifty six dollar mark, um, it could be hard to beat, and I thought I thought we'd get off to the start of the day with um, two winners. So I've made, but I've made my best uh, race two number ten Overman. Cool, uh, very good. Do you have any up north in Queensland? Of course I do, mate. I can't let the punters down without nothing up in uh, Queensland. Uh, found three for us up at Eagle Farm. Race two number eight Frontman. Uh, Looks uh, very hard to beat. Um, my next bet comes up in race, let me just have a look, uh, race five, number 10, Designs. Uh, I think it'll have uh, been taken up to, up to north. I think it'll be super hard to beat uh, from Melbourne. And in the last race, race eight, number four, Man of Sin. Fantastic. Good job, Beaver. This has been uh, Show Us Your Tips for Pro Group Racing. Check them out, progroupracing.com.au. And I will see you Thursday night to look towards Saturday. Uh, what have we got on Saturday? I think it's the SA Derby. We've got good racing again all around the country. Uh, and we hopefully will have some better Your news building. on uh, what we're going to do live throughout the day. Yeah, hopefully we can uh, plan is to do some live streaming of me and you uh, having a punt and putting our money where our mouth is. Uh, let the punters uh, get involved. Yeah, looking forward to that. So good job. Good luck tomorrow, punters. Enjoy the ball and we'll see you then.